Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I'm Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I'm a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I am Sam. I'm a nurse, powerlifter, podcaster, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And... Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Hey, we're back. We are back. It's, oh my god. So we never meant to not be back. <laughs> Damn, things happen. 2022. It was such a fast like we're what? off to a good start and then crash and burn. <laughs> Well, 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 let's give you guys the scoop. What happened? Oh, my God. Okay, well, first things first. We have new equipment here, baby. So bear with us as we do work out the kinks of mastering the sound production mm. and editing and everything. But this is a huge upgrade because we want to bring you guys quality. This is insane because, okay, so Sam knows since the beginning of podcasting, yes. this has been my dream mic and our dream setup. And very hard to justify the price of it. Yeah, I know. I but know. we finally feel like because of all your guys' support, yes, that we were in a good enough position to upgrade this podcast. And the reason we did it is because we see a long-term future with this podcast. So it, it was, was worth time. the investment. It was time. And so we we got everything set up. My brother came in and helped us Bob get everything. Bob the Builder yeah. came and helped us get this set up. And this has been truly dream. And I want to say this to you guys so genuinely. This does come because of your support. So thank you so much. Because oh, And we did our, um, our end of the year recap. And one of the things that we did see in the comment section was sound and so we were super aware of that which we agree yeah 100 and we know a couple of the episodes that we did we did at sam's place and we're like oh that's probably some of the episodes so because the ceiling was like 400 feet tall so the sound bounce was atrocious and you guys are probably all you know podcast snobs as we are and we want good sound we want you guys to be podcast snobs yes absolutely we want you to listen to other podcasts and be like oh my god the quality of this is trash (laughs) We're trying to... Okay, who uses these mics? Everyone. Right? Everyone from Dear Media, Barstool Sports. Who are the ones that we love that you and I... The Basement Yard? Basement Yard uses... Everybody uses these mics. How about good old Joe? Oh, Joe probably uses these mics. For sure. Everyone. Everyone who's anyone that podcasts use these mics. So we're super pumped about this. So we're like in the Cool Kids Club. (sighs) Finally. I love this for us. Okay. So quick recap. Um... You travel like what is going on? We're going to obviously we're going to drop the tea here today. All right. So why did we even have to go on a hiatus in January after dropping the one? We did our first back 2022 episode. It was great. We dropped it while I was in Colombia. Mm-hmm. We dropped our bonus. Life was good. We were coming back and supposed to drop the yeah. following week. Mm-hmm. And then who got sick? Who got sick first? You got sick first. No. Right? Well, I got okay. So I got sick. Yes. Um. But can we talk about this really quick? So both Jacob and I got sick, and we got tested three times, and I never tested positive. And you were more symptomatic. Yes. Than Jacob. Yes. And I. He, you have. You're like an alien. I am an Omicron queen. Thank you very much. <laughs> something like honestly, I, we gotta test your DNA. It's so weird. I have something no idea. is not normal. 
not only did you test three times, but you did like rapids too. Yeah, we did. I'm like, there had to have been some place where I was, or I don't know if it was just like a super sinus infection or like a respiratory. I have no Maybe idea. Maybe you're like missing components of your genetic makeup and I keep that hearing- allows you to test positive <laughs> because your genetic, there's no way that you are more symptomatic with the symptoms than Jacob. Yes. And, and he was positive. Yeah. So, and so we and he, had multi- he was not false positive either. He no. was also symptomatic, just not quite as bad. Mm-hmm. And he tested positive multiple times. Well, and I kept hearing um, some other people that I was working with who had similar situations. So it was kind of like, I just didn't know. I think the government needs to test your bodies. You guys are genetic freak. Honestly, I'm just saying that because I'm jealous though. That's the real tea you guys want. I lost my elite status. Mm-hmm. And About I, a week after I did. And we hadn't seen each other. We haven't seen each other since before. No, this is yeah. like our first time really being together since 2021. Could you imagine if you had tested positive before you left for Columbia? I would have had a meltdown if that vacation got trap like canceled that trip was amazing that was like my solo birthday trip bad bitch vibes i did it i went to foreign country all by myself didn't speak the language had an amazing time 20 out of 10 recommend but my flight got canceled going home yeah i drank out of a mystery water bottle (laughs) here's the deal my flight got canceled so i'm sitting in the airport for eight hours trying to get it rebooked rescheduled figure out what's going on because i don't my duolingo is amazing but did not prepare me <laughs> for, for the situation like, I, my spanish was not ready <laughs> so i'm sitting in the airport and once you go through security there's only one place you can buy water so everyone has the same agua bottle right and i'm sitting on top of my suitcase and i pick up my agua bottle next to me and i'm chugging it and as i'm drinking it i look next to me and my other carry-on with my water bottle sitting on top of it like sticking out of it so it's clearly my water bottle because it's half sticking out of my bag as i'm chugging this mystery water bottle and i like <laughs> oh, was like uh, and i like, just <laughs> threw it across the airport and i'm like oh my god like in a pandemic and these conditions i'm drinking out of strangers water bottles how am i supposed to live laugh love in these situations live laugh love in these conditions like what is wrong with me right i am unwell Mm. and so i tested negative twice to come home from columbia because of my canceled flight it's only good for one calendar day returning to the u.s so i had to test again so annoying because my flight got rescheduled to the next day so i had two negative covid tests and i get home and i was taking my z-pack i stocked up at the pharmacy we'll get into this because healthcare yes fuck our system but i stocked up at the pharmacy in columbia right so i bought amoxicillin i got z-packs for days i got some prednisone i bought Ugh. home some inhalers oh girl uh what you name it it's lasix you name it i got it <laughs> you are a walking pharmacy legal? is this legal yeah Do I have to edit this out allegedly it was over the counter <laughs> it was over the counter it's over the counter hey there. this is legal right? absolutely whatever fuck it let's so, go anyways i was taking my z-pack because i was like i for sure have a sinus infection yeah but i always get sick when i'm in hotels and go from like air conditioning to hot weather well that circulating air yeah Yeah. i always get sick when i like travel a lot or fly it's just it's the cross i have to bear it's always been that way (laughs) but i was like all right let me pop my z-pack and i'm gonna be chilling i take it by like fourth day of the z-pack i'm feeling good i thought like we're we're the z-pack knocked this we're winning life is good and i tested negative like about three times now because i took a rapid at home the next day i wanted to go to costco because i heard that they had fiddle plants and i was like oh my god i need like this new plant so i woke up with a bad headache Mm. and i something about me just felt not like a good person if i was going to go start running errands When I know Omicron has that like headache symptom and it was a sinus pressure headache. It wasn't my normal dehydration headache. It felt different that I was like, I should just test. 
before I go run errands, let me just do a rapid. I did a rapid and it was like instantaneous positive. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, how have we not tested positive before this? I am really curious about this because you and I, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I think that I had it. I think I did. 20 february 2021 when i bombed out at my powerlifting meet and looked like i had the plague and my lungs were burning for six weeks like i felt like i had pneumonia back then yeah but i don't know yeah maybe we did have the og version and that's why we waited so long and i I think so but then it's all just weird on a plus side my std tests were negative (laughs) and my pregnancy test was negative all in the same day so (laughs) two two out out of three three baby two Two out out of three ain't bad for legal purposes this is a joke Uh, if you are related to me this is a joke absolutely if you know me in real life i totally it was actually negative but i'm totally <laughs> kidding so yeah you'll so never know you had you were she was traveling but i felt fine like yeah i and then, didn't then, yeah i had the headache and then that was it so but i still quarantined for my five days i like wasted a ton of money on sushi it just yeah so well but we couldn't see each other and we yeah. weren't sure about like if your status and it was a yeah. lot well know. and 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 so we had had some guests lined up and we ended up having to cancel because of that and then of course my good old grandmama we had to put her on hospice so that was a freaking nightmare because she was sick and we were in and out of the hospital for a couple and weeks. And you couldn't even go because yes. Jacob was positive. Even though you were negative, you still were like, well, I'm exposed technically yes. and I can't go visit. And- right. And then it was like helping my mom coordinate things. And then, you know, it's you know just- our lovely healthcare system is super easy to coordinate Absolutely. care with. And then there was two weeks there where Omicron surge every single mom and like was positive so i was we were very short as as everyone in healthcare right now we were so short so they were calling me in so i had you know quarantine and then working it was just it was just a crazy beginning of the month it was and then just while i was quarantined while i was still in quarantine i started my new job which we'll get to yes but the first week was all virtual so thankfully i didn't have to be like hey guys thank you for the new job offer i actually can't come to orientation because i have covid <laughs> Thing it was, it was <laughs> virtual and I wasn't very, very, I don't even feel like I was symptomatic at all. It was just the headache yeah. that I was able to just, you know, work from home that whole week. So we were like, you know what? It was just, it was just, we needed to take a pass. This we is, need a pass. This is what, what is, our pets' heads are falling off. Like what is <laughs> happening? We got to just Hide stop. your kids, hide your wives. And on top of that, I'm going to like real talk to Tori. I was, listen, family stuff. I love you guys, but it's always going to come first. Yeah. And it should. And it's hard to make that decision on your own. And that's why I had to tell her, you need to do this. Yeah. Thank you. And without feeling yeah. bad about it. Yeah. Like you I, were going to do what you had to do for your family because you are, a you're very tight with your family. For sure. But I wanted you to do it without feeling guilty or bad about it. And we love you guys. We know that you'll be here yeah, when we get back, but sure. you needed you can that's time you can never get back with your family yeah and it's crazy too because i you know i mean i think a lot of us are like this we're guilty of this i did not want to disappoint you i didn't want to despite disappoint you guys and sam just kind of helped me make that decision so thank you i love you i love you well and 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 i tell that to all of you when you are out there and have like work things or other commitments when you are on your deathbed one day you're not gonna look back and be like damn i wish i put out an episode of that podcast that week instead of spending it but getting no. my grandma's hospice stuff taken care of yeah. or damn i should have worked that extra shift instead of going to this life event that i gave up to work a bonus right like, yeah big picture there's time once it's taken it can't be given back yeah absolutely and the funny part about this of course we put her on hospice and this this queen of course now she's like 
she's killing it i'm like grandma all right here we she's go she's gonna be one of those people that lives on hospice for five years oh and is for like, sure still kicking bitches yeah. drinking her white wine of her her chardonnay every night i'm like yes queen get it please let's do it can so. you imagine me when i'm old one day and like they put me on hospice, like you you already can't tell me shit can you imagine when i'm like old and like actually saying i'm at end of life dying i'll be like <laughs> <laughs> You literally could not bring tell me, me my shit. cold brew and my white claw. Thank you very much. I would also like to point out the fact that the reason I think I did get COVID was because I talked so much shit. Mm. I'm acknowledging that. I'm a self-aware person. I can admit <laughs> when I suck. Here it and comes. I I will say to all of you, this is my public declaration of I was getting cocky. <laughs> I was talking a lot of shit. I, I, uh, I stayed home from, I didn't go to my family's on Christmas and yeah. half of them ended up getting COVID. Mm-hmm. I stayed in on New Year's and a bunch of people I know got COVID on New Year's and I'm over here talking shit, call myself Big Backs Poppy, how I'm untouchable. <laughs> I might've had relations with someone over in December that uh, a couple of days uh, later was positive. Well, okay. They're like, they're like, yo, I'm positive. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, for shit. What? what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> What kind like, of positive? Yeah, like gone a real positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, COVID. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, all that's, right. fine. that's cool. fine. That's Big Vax Poppy, untouchable. <laughs> and then I take all these rapids. I was like, Let's still go. winning. So I, that gave me a really big head. Right. Because I was like, the timeline, I should have got it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here being like, I just don't want to say anything because I'm like, God forbid this pops up. And then I don't, I, I just <laughs> was like, mad shit, call ugh. myself Big Vax Poppy. And then I went <laughs> down, got him, got me. So I win. And I, I was telling my family how I was elite and I'm superior. Yeah, but now I'm. I'm like out for the, I'm like I'm still kind of like oh. you are now you're this weird I know I'm so an anomaly anyways, anomaly that's what you get for running your mouth yeah and talking shit. maybe this is because I've been doing dry ish January <laughs> no get out of here <laughs> okay I'm gonna consider this maybe more of a damp January you know did you <laughs> have a drink like, this month yes of course okay okay so yeah okay, well I'll also in fairness to you you were gonna do dry January right I before I left so I left for Columbia on January 2nd on New Year's Eve I stayed home I deleted all the dating apps mm-hmm. not that i had many i had hinge and bumble but i never even went on bumble because it's too much work and i don't think the girls should have to make the first move but that's a whole nother mm-hmm. we'll do that on popular opinion maybe mm-hmm. one day anyways that's a good so one. i deleted bumble and i deleted hinge right and i was i'm gonna start because you wanted to start like a queen for yes. 2022 you and don't I, need yeah i don't yeah. need distractions okay. i don't want to play the what's your what are your what are your hobbies yeah ugh. shut up ugh. If I have to tell one more person what I like to do for fun outside of work, I'm literally going to jump off a bridge. Small talk is the worst. I stop. Yeah, Just no. shoot me now. What are you into? What Mm-mm. the fuck kind of? So Mm-mm. I deleted everything. I honestly very much focused on myself while I was in Columbia. Like yeah. book rec, I forget what it was, so I'll have to look it up. But I read this really good book about like dating yourself and being Ooh. single. And it was like a rad book. We can use that as a rec because I have a couple of recs on um, bonus. So okay. we'll use that. Yeah, I'll... I'll Friday, Friday, Friday. because I am Dory and have early onset dementia. So (laughs) anyways, I like read that good book. I was, you guys probably saw me post in Columbia, but that was not a ton. Yeah. I was not like- You were present. I was very present in Columbia. Yeah. Good for you. And- then I got back and I was feeling good and we had so much going on here goals wise and I knew I was starting my new job. So I was like, I don't have time for this dating app shit. Then I got COVID and I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm (laughs) on quarantine for five days and I'm bored. 
I need attention. Obviously. So then I downloaded Hinge again, and here I am, <laughs> here we back are. to being a trash can. So yes. you didn't complete dry Okay, January. well, it was dry-ish January. So one of my girlfriends sent it to me and was like, we're considering this a damp January. And I, I totally agree with this. I'm, I, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where someone else said, you know, like doing dry January is like being a vegan. Like you just have to tell everybody about it. And like, you know, just like your elite status because you're like doing dry January. Okay, well, here's the thing. You know, putting grandma on hospice and all that, it was a little, it was a little stressful. So the cousins and I made some cocktails. We did that. As you should. Yes. So, but it's been and a good. And COVID deserves a drink. Absolutely. When I got COVID, I literally had ordered $100 worth of Uber Eats sushi to my house and had a white claw. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's the way, queen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did that. I also did Think Week. So that was fun getting off social media and just kind of like. You deep, did. Yeah. That yeah. was good. So we we had a good. I feel like it was the start to the year. I think for everybody it has been an well, It was a clusterfuck, but it was unnecessary. It's good. Pause. But now we're here. We're in February. Yeah. We have so much fire content lined up. Yes. Guests that are chef's kiss. We have some solo episodes about some really cool topics. Mm-hmm. We've got we have new stuff par- We have new up. partners. Yes. Amazing new partners, which we're really, really pumped about as well. Um, I'm really curious, Sam. So um, let's get into your unpopular opinion of the week. Because this one's very on point with okay. <laughs> it's a good one. I have a lot to say about this. So, Sex in the City was never a good show. Whoa. Yeah. And That's I will tell you, I have seen every episode of the original Sex in the City. I had them all on DVD. Uh, that was way back, yeah, back in the day. I watched Here them on DVD. Okay. And I loved them. It was yeah. like The Office. Okay. Where you just could watch it and then you'd start it over and watch the whole thing again. I watch it. If I put on one episode now and tell me that you can sit through the whole thing without being wanting to bash your head through a window about okay. how cringe it is. And I how am bad going the to. Is here's and, the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to respectfully disagree with the OG status okay. uh, because here's the thing. Back when Sex in the City started, it was so unique. It was like a, a show of its own. There was nothing else like it. It was sort of like the progressive feminist women, very forward thinking to a certain degree. And then we look back and it's a little cringe. But I love I do have an iconic love with Sex in the City. Now, the new Sex in the City, as I think, um, I think a lot of people would agree, it feels very cringy. I won't even watch it because without Samantha, there is no reboot and I refuse. I okay, and I'm going to be very honest. I have not tuned into the new Sex in the City, but I, and I the- have not on purpose. I I am taking a stance. I refuse. I will yeah. not watch it without Samantha Jones. In Samantha Jones, we trust. She's iconic. Okay, can we also talk about how Carrie's character? Carrie's character. Okay, this is why I also don't like the original Sex in the City. It's just Carrie sucks. I know. As a friend, she sucks. As a car- as a girlfriend, she like, sucked. You cheated on Aiden. Mm, he was you're so trash. Bad. Like he did not deserve that. Mm. And then the the whole big situation. You're not even a good writer. It's not good. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I just think. Also, I hear a lot of rhetoric. Obviously, with all the podcasts going on, all of the hot takes that's going on with Carrie right now. Everyone's very disappointed with her character and the way that that were her. They are writing her right now. So I have not watched it. But I feel like it's on brand because her original character sucked. It was the worst one <laughs> yeah, on the show. Yeah, but I think then for Miranda some reason. was like, I'm a lawyer. Fine. I'm independent. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have this baby, but I don't have to be Samantha, very, very independent. Samantha, boss, bitch, absolute goddess, queen. Yeah. I will I will die on that hill that right. Samantha and Jones was the main. Without Samantha Jones, you, you wouldn't be watching the show. Yeah. You were watching it because what is Samantha up to? 
<laughs> and then they want to you have to get involved in Carrie's life but like Carrie sucks yeah and Charlotte was like Charlotte to me was very innocent. yeah but they needed a Charlotte yeah. Charlotte was like she the one balanced. that you yeah she balanced it out and she was like the stereotypical 1950s wants to be 1950 housewife but and like Carrie kids sucks and, yeah and she's always sucked and so, I refuse to watch the reboot I don't think it was Samantha. never not good I just think looking back now it feels a little cringy but I, I still will appreciate give it, full it credit because it served a needed purpose it brought talking about sex yes openness openly with women and girlfriends to the forefront it made it okay to talk about sex like there was a lot of good aspects and I appreciate the show and I loved it yeah I watched every episode but looking back now it could have been so much better I'm glad it happened and I am kind of glad it happened the way it did and it opened doors but Carrie sucks and I don't think the original show was any good I feel like the writer what I'm hearing is the new writers are trying to be a little too woke is what I'm hearing oh that's annoying too yeah I I get accused of being overly woke well which is annoying because i'm not i'm literally just it's on brand it's on brand for you but anyways it's i don't know i hate when shows try to push or companies or companies it's a thing so anyway um we i have not watched the new one also the peloton thing with mr big dies on a peloton (laughs) like call 911 you dumb bitch i don't know i've heard okay this is the the feedback i'm hearing is that the episodes get be- better as it goes on I but i just is like can't. so upset with how they're doing steve's character oh yeah i've heard that they're, too. yeah like yeah. my one friend her and i very much powwow on these things and she's like he's just they've like made him this sad little like he's almost like laying down for everything that yeah. she's yeah it's a little too much it's like have a spine we love we love him but he needs a spine. I don't know. Bring back Samantha. She yeah. should get her own show. I'm surprised that they did that. I want to know what she's up to. Like, I hope she's still just having, like, phenomenal sex. I mean, I get it if, like, okay, you don't want to make the show about your whole life and you want to move on, but she was such an iconic piece no, of there's that. No, they did her dirty, dude. Yeah, and I don't even know the whole there's plot back line. End, like, there's, well, there's bad blood with her and Sarah Jessica Parker. But okay. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is a snatch, so. Yeah. I said what I said. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, speaking of okay. Drama. Speaking of which and drama. Okay, so we have been pop. I have been popping up. You and I actually have been. The only reason I stayed this. silent online is because I went to a birthday party this whole past yeah, weekend and didn't sleep and have been like living my best life twerking with friends I haven't seen in forever. And I think I just get so annoyed. I know we're both like, annoyed. If I to like post about it on my stories, I don't know how to succinctly do that without. If you get me started on this. Okay, so you guys know where we're going with this. We're going with Joint Commission and CDC drama. By the way, if this was happening, let's just let's put this in the framework of, you know, pop culture, social media, celeb status. I just think the whole healthcare drama bloodline right now is so iconic and I'm living for it. I think it's great. We're bringing so many things to life, but could you imagine like if this was reported like celeb news? Like it's so crazy to me the things that are going on between CDC I feel and like, Joint Commission. I feel like give it another week and you're going to see one some sort of nurse influencer. I don't know which one they're going to end up calling, but like The View 
or one of these talk shows or morning shows. Hey, we'll have them on. You want to join commission to come on and make a statement and talk about it and we can get on the, I made, we, we are very open to that idea. Like, but let's be honest. It's going to come a knock in and because that change.org petition has yes, like over 300,000. Okay. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we, you guys know we had impact in healthcare on here with Abby, who's one of the leading founders Queen. and they had teamed up with nurse Blake to start a petition for the joint commission to essentially make it mandatory to make patient ratios a part of the accreditation for hospitals which is easily done um absolutely 100 like, that's all they to have to do that you can mandate all this extra stupid shit mm-hmm. and you can't say hey you guys need to actually have staffing are you getting me based on evidence-based research yeah which they're all about right absolutely so um The interesting part about this is I don't know where it stemmed from, but the Joint Commission, for whatever reason, received a lot of backlash over on, I think it was on Facebook. As they should. And so what they decided to do was essentially make, quote unquote, a press release, if you will, over on Instagram. And I'm going to read it to you guys because it's so embarrassing. embarrassing. I don't. It's so embarrassed for them. Okay. So this is, quote, the Joint Commission. The Joint Commission always appreciates an ongoing dialogue. It's okay to disagree at times, but we do insist on civility. Please refer to our social media guidelines in the, quote, about section of our Facebook page for clarification about our right to remove abusive, profane, or repetitive comments. These are challenging times, and we want to work together to focus on patient safety, end quote. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, let's just talk about the post in general. First of all, the post itself has let's, let's call it a recover, but two hundred likes on it and thousands of comments. It's got like three thousand comments right yeah, now on that. it. Over that, the one, it, the ooh. fact that you're sitting there being like, "You're giving me abusive talk." It's like no stating your opinion absolutely about how awful of a job you guys are doing mm-hmm. it's not abusive i mean the comment section on asking this asking to hold you insane. accountable is not abusive absolutely yeah i mean and and everyone like, is popping up on if this i was like hey take your cavi wipes and choke on a cock like that's abusive <laughs> but no one's saying that asking you to be held accountable and listen to the millions of nurses yeah yeah is absolutely. not abusive okay and then one of the my most favorite comments obviously because we all had to weigh in on this one but this was a one by anna reese and i thought this was really really interesting if you guys don't follow her she's over she's popping off on tiktok she's a travel nurse who's now in crna school and we love her we're living for her but she says quote wait until people realize the joint commission has no regulatory authority reports to no federal oversight and just collects cash from hospitals for a stamp of approval while doing nothing to improve working conditions end quote she is n- uh, fire fire it's Thank literally you. the same thing as magnet status yep Magnet status is a sham. Hospitals pay hundreds of thousands a year to attain magnet certification and have the surveyors come and do all the things. And they basically, to get magnet status, you have to force your your nurses to have bachelor's degrees or higher education, to participate in clinical ladders, to do committees, to basically give a ton of themselves so that your hospital can get a little seal of approval saying they have magnet status. And then the hospitals turn around and go, oh, well, nurses want to work at magnet status. No, I don't. Also just- I actually literally don't because I don't want to deal with all the bullshit that it takes to get to magnet status so you can pat yourselves on the back. But it's like, why is this costing 
so much money. Yeah. I just also think point blank. And, you know, you guys also know everything that's been going on with the CDC in terms of, yes, it's okay to come in and work even if you're positive with mild symptoms. Like this whole thing is just fucking bullshit. And then everything with the CPR updates by the AHA. The long story short is what's really interesting to me, and I made this comment on that particular post, is I still don't understand how actors, actresses, um, teachers unions, you have unions, all of these other Fire, industries, the Port, law enforcement all have these these leading organizations protecting their people and our leading organizations are literally fucking us mm-hmm. in the asshole i'm just uh, you know it really it bothers me that actors athletes all these people have these amazing support systems these unions these organizations you know vouching for them they go on strike like what's the difference between also the we are the people that are literally saving lives. We are in such high stake areas, regardless of where you are in healthcare. I mean, even those of us in clinics and hospital settings in any capacity in healthcare, we should have protection. But here's why the Joint Commission is such a sham, because you hospitals have to basically have this to it's tied into reimbursement because everything comes down to Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Mm-hmm. Dollar, so, dollar bill, y'all. Dollar. It's all about the Benjamins, yes. baby. And so hospitals have to have joint commission accreditation to, I believe, get yes. Medicare, Medicaid, reimbursement. federal reimbursement, which obviously is a huge chunk of reimbursement. So then they make all these arbitrary safety standards that hospitals have to go and you have to survey them and meet all these joint commission accreditation requirements to maintain obtain it and maintain it and it's an ongoing thing and it's uh, everybody's getting rich yeah but guess what these safety standards mm-hmm. are a joke there are so just we insane. can not have water at the, at the nurse's station st- because yep. that's such high risk for patients getting infections but you can use the same ppe over and over and over again yeah where were you joint commission during during the pandemic where were you cdc you where were you cannot put tape on a wall we had to use that tacky blue. Do you remember we had to go through and do all that? Yes. Oh, and by the way, you got to update your whiteboard. Make sure you're updating your but whiteboard. I remember we were having a joint commission visit. We had to go make sure anything we had taped to the wall was scotch tape. We had to remove the tape. No, papers couldn't be just taped to the wall as paper. We had to put them in clear plastic. In the plastic things. Yeah, and, those. and then use like the tacky stuff to stick anything to the wall because you couldn't just scotch tape a flyer that had an education in service on it. That's an infection risk. But having high acuity patients and no ratios yeah totally fine yeah what the it's so funny when you put in these standards for what we should be having but then the people who are actually executing it are so worn down are so exhausted like and this is all based on evidence-based research we know based on research that having safe staffing saves lives Mm -hmm. why is that such a hard thing Oh, we all know. It all comes down to money. We all know. So it's like easier to make a bunch of BS standards of you can't have water bottles or drinks at the nurse's station. You can't have tape on the walls. You can't have like all these, all these insane asinine rules that really don't actually affect patient safety and ignore the most glaring, obvious thing that impacts patient safety. Not to mention the thing that clearly our whole industry is screaming about. Yes, it is not. And you know that the signatures on that are going to go up. I mean, there's only 300,000, but there's 4 million nurses and you know, every single nurse feels that way. So this is really actually begging the question, you know, with everything kind of going on with, (laughs) we know that the 
status of the CDC, the a- the American Heart Association, the Joint Commission, who are just all screwing us and really not in support of what's going on or not really supporting us. Is working in healthcare really worth it? That's a really great question right now. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad because especially all the people that have worked their asses off to get into nursing school. And now they're starting a time where they're like, I'm in nursing school. Or I've even had people be like, I'm getting ready to graduate. And I'm just nervous because like, yeah, there's this revolution going on where I actually think you're entering it in the best time ever. I agree. Because we're having to fight we're to change things yep. so that your future generations yeah. can have it better. I think so. The interesting part of this whole thing, right? The work and the careers that we choose or the way that we choose to make money, it affects our whole lives. It really does. It affects your whole life. And it takes so much energy, especially in healthcare. Healthcare is a big energy suck to be honest. And I think that there's there are definitely some things that Sam and I have learned and we're going to get into Sam's new job and like the way that we've maneuvered through our careers and why we feel like actually this is the best time to come into healthcare or one of those a couple reasons why we think it's really really important and a couple tips for you guys. New year, new partners and we are so thrilled about this partner you guys. This is like so on brand for the selfie show. It's ridiculous. Also new me because guess who's drinking water now? Queen. Why are you drinking all of your water, Sam? I have a hydro jug. Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. And it's so on brand. Okay. We got the stainless steel white pearl. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty little shiny, like white pinkish tint base. It gives me like mermaid vibes. With the most adorable pink top. Okay. Let's talk about this top. Mm-hmm. So you can either take the whole lid off to if you want like big gold. You can also flip the little cap up, sip out of it. But my favorite part, there's this internal straw. So what that means is you can suck out of it, but the straw is connected at the bottom and the inside instead of sticking up out of your thing. I am clumsy. I drop everything. <laughs> it's coming off. This is also great for all of us in healthcare, right? For all of us on the job for several our long hours on our shifts, for all of our RTs, our nurses, everyone at the bedside, everybody needs one of these. I'm going to tell you right now, post it up at the nurse's station and tell <laughs> joint commission this isn't a water bottle it's a hydro jug you guys can choose from three different types of hydro jugs they have their pro hydro jug a stainless steel hydro jug as well as a glass hydro jug so they all hold a half gallon of water and they also have these amazing sleeves that make it easier for you to carry your hydro jug which i absolutely love so when you're on your walks and things like that you can put your your phone your keys your chapstick or whatever you want in there and if you guys want to get on to getting your hydro jug head over to the and use code self C-E-L-L-F-I-E to get 10% off of your order today. Again, thehydrojug.com and use code selfie, C-E-L-L-F-I-E and get 10% off of your order today. Love that for you. I actually saw this post from one older nurse. I don't know if it was TikTok or Instagram, probably TikTok because I spend more of my time on TikTok, swear to God, but it was an older nurse you know, 30 plus years in the game, who's basically like apologizing. Oh, I saw that. Nurse Erica reposted her. Yes. Yes. It was amazing. Uh, She basically said, I'm sorry that like not taking the blame, but that we didn't. The generation was. That our generation just accepted it. We accepted that not getting meal breaks was part of the job. We accepted that not getting to go to the bathroom. We accepted that being short staffed, that we're asked to come in and work overtime that our pay doesn't line up with what it should be. And we just, we never, we said yes. And we said yes. And we never said no. And now it's gotten so out of control. And she's like, and no more. Yeah. Well, and I think the interesting part is 
we've talked about this, about how much healthcare has changed over the past, let's call 30 years, right? And even in the 10 years that you and I have been. It's I, unrecognizable absolutely, from when I started. Absolutely. And I think what's coming to light and what's really interesting is how much the healthcare system is really run by greed. Yeah. Uh, point blank. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a huge piece of it is the the people who are at the top are really capitalizing and making so much money based on on the backs of the people that are actually physically working in the system. And why would they want and to also the patients that would be like if you had the biggest piece of the pie and then we came and said, like, hey, we're going to cut the pie differently. You'd be like, but I don't want to cut the pie differently. I have a really good piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we actually pulled a couple um, little statistics for you guys, because I think this is actually really interesting and something to definitely take into account too. So this is taken from stress.org. And according to them, 83% of US workers suffer from work-related stress. And I would guarantee you... I'm I'm surprised it's not higher. Absolutely. Um, The US business loses... Sorry. The US business loses up to 300 billion yearly revenue as a result of workplace stress that is also crazy to me i will tell you i take all my sick days as like my own personal mental health days. absolutely and work-related stress causes 120,000 deaths and results in 190 billion in healthcare costs yearly that's wild it's wild but think about it sometimes we are literally working ourselves to death absolutely And that's just kind of been the culture. I think that's been, you know, and that's what the nurse who was who kind of popped off on TikTok and nurse Erica, she reposted her. I think that is we were in this selfless we're in the selfless, quote unquote, profession thought I'm doing the right thing. Absolutely. And that was the culture of it. And that was the time. And I think now a lot of things are coming to light. And obviously, the pandemic brought so much of this to light that, quote, toxic positivity, which is crazy because you come into this industry and you want to be so positive. You want to come in, you want to help people, you want to, but then honestly, the light on, you know, you need to have a good attitude. You're doing this for your patients. You want to do all that is just becoming very, very old rhetoric. It's becoming very, very frustrating. And obviously, we don't want to get into a pit of despair, right? Like this is not something that we want to let drown us down. In fact, I think staffing patient ratios and pay are things that we should have been talking about a long time ago, but it's all coming to light right now. And it's sad that it's taken a global pandemic to even get the word out. But COVID has sucked. It has cost me loved one. It has cost people jobs, livelihood, everything. I personally, and you know, here's the thing. There's one, if the one thing that can come out of this is that we actually positively impact healthcare and it took a fucking global pandemic to be it, then. Yeah. Oh, so be it. Yeah, I think we need to make change. That's the irony about this whole situation is I think the fact that we've been able to bring all this to light and to platform it. I know so many people who are platforming these issues and starting to bring it to light. And it's important. And I think these are things that we are going to improve and we're going to make changes. It's going to take a lot of us. And I think that's the other thing, too. You know, Sam and I have talked about this. We talked about this with Nurse Alice. We've been sitting back for a little while. You know, we've been sitting back as a profession. And I think it's time for us to stand up and to start making making changes and to start making waves and to start petitioning and start lobbying and start making making these changes and we're loud we are four million there are four million of us that is crazy a lot of us we are eyes wide wide open we are seeing the things that are going on we are part of the research that proves that what what is good for our patients and their outcomes so here we are and here you're actually messing with the people that care about the patients right because our pockets aren't tied 
to reimbursement and how you can squeeze out an extra like length of stay or get a person out of a bed earlier or cut one nurse and whatever. Yeah. Like our intentions are to go to work, do a good job, see our patients improve, get better and not come back. Mm -hmm. We have the actual pure intentions. And that's what's happened is they've capitalized on the fact that people that go into this profession go into it for good intentions. And then they almost like gaslight and like manipulate that to being like, well, we know that we can't pay that much and stuff, but like we do it for our patients. Somebody's getting paid a hell of a lot and it ain't the healthcare staff. Yeah, for sure. Like, pay your CNAs more, for fuck's sake. Oh, absolutely. Your techs, your CNAs, your secretaries, the list can go on and on and on. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just absurd that we're having to to do this. this. We're fighting the good fight, and this is going to be a long fight. But I think what's interesting, something that Sam and I, you know, because we're obviously very pro working in healthcare, but I think that there's a couple really, really important tips to really think about and something that I think I didn't even realize that I was doing and that you have also done, I think, more recently. So one of the the main things, and this is a really big concept, and I have talked about this before, but not in this frame of talking, is when you're going into healthcare or when you're starting to think about this job in healthcare, whatever it is, if you're an RN, you're an RT, you're going into this as whatever capacity, a doctor. I am a very strong advocate for following opportunities opportunity versus your passion. Bless. That is a huge concept that I think it's been ba- it's been the other way around for a long time. Say it one more time just because honestly you almost have to hear it twice to fully soak it in and understand what she's saying. I really want you to follow opportunity versus your passion. That it to me causes or will translate in longevity within your career. I am a huge advocate for that. So Sam and I have talked about this story a few times, but I want to tell you guys again. When I started as a as a brand new nurse, it was 2013. Sam and I were at the same hospital. Um, I had just, you know, come off my residency program. Six months into my program, there was a housewide layoff from head down. We're talking, it did not matter who you were. You were in management, you got cut. If you were nurses, you got cut. If it was certain people in your director level, you got cut. That was six months into my career. And I remember sitting there and watching a nurse manager who we did love her, but she literally came up as I am getting report from the offgoing nurse and she gave her her last chat or she said to her, I need to see you when you're done giving report. You need to clock out on time because I have your last paycheck for you. And I just remember sitting there being like this person who had been there by by the way for 20 plus years is so expendable to this organization Mm. that this is happening right in front of me six months into my career. And I swear to God, that moment completely changed my mindset forever. Like core memory. Core. Activated. And I will say this, and Sam knows this too, you know, three and a half years into my career, you know, Sam and I were very active. We were doing all the things. We championed this. We were on the committees. We did everything. We participated and I loved it. And we, we were, I think the culture of the unit was super fun. We were really engaged. And I think there was a big shift in me personally, where I started feeling some burnout. We started having some issues. And that's when I just decided I am going to take this quote opportunity and I'm going to go travel nurse. And I swear to God, the the way I have 
made a longevity in my career is by chasing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Whether that is travel nursing, whether that is more pay, whether that is a position that fits me a little better in the moment for my lifestyle. For me right now, that means I like working per diem. I get to control my schedule. For me right now, you know, if but if I wanted to, guess what? I could drop that and go travel nurse. And I love that. I love the freedom. I love the idea that you can literally pick up and choose any career you want. You can, you know, maximize, for example, if you want to advance your education, you can maximize that from your employer. Like there's just so many ways in my head that you can really chase the opportunity versus passion. And the reason I say that too is because I feel like passion, when you follow that, you are going to burn out. I think it's going to cause a lot of burnout. I think that's what's been happening. The fuck out. Absolutely. So we did a whole episode on my burnout and the reason why I left the NICU after seven years. You can scroll back to it. It's January of 2021 and it's Sam's like burnout. Yep. And that's a whole and we we went into that. And I think it's really interesting because I almost feel like it's kind of coining it as selfishly navigating your career. It's not really selfish. I feel like to even update that episode now, I would actually, I think I did a good job of telling the backstory of why I left and what caused me to burn out. But I think now, even a year later after recording that, I have even more enhanced and I've grown. So I feel like this podcast has helped me grow. Yeah, for sure. Because we've been exposed to so many different guests who have really opened up our eyes to how we think and see things. I think I have an even different perspective on just moving forward than I even did when we recorded that a year ago. Yeah, I think it's this. Well, we're going to get into um, that as well with you. But I think, you know, the things, for example, taking advantage of advancing your degree, take advantage of getting into a new industry with your degree. Um, there's so many different ways to navigate this, but I think this is a huge thing when you follow your passion. And I think that's what what used to happen was, you know, a lot of us and we still do as nurses, you want to go into this because you want to help people. And ultimately you are. But I think you also have to go in eyes wide open with mm-hmm. understanding that we are in an industry that is based on finance. It's based on money. It's based on revenue right now. And we are very much subjected to a lot of these these situations of organizations who are not protecting us. So you know what? Guess what? I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to protect my career and protect what is important to me. I also think another another aspect of this and Sam has very much we've done this together is building passions outside of the workplace. For us, this is podcasting. And, you know, starting a new for you, starting a new career, you know, traveling, things like that. I think keeping your life fresh away from your workplace is super important, like beyond important. I think finding an identity outside of work is everything. We are not like we're nurses. But before that, you're Tori and I'm Sam. And Tori likes horses. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw <laughs> some shade there. Tori likes horses. I'm a horsey girl. Tori likes woo more play and her husband. Yes. Tori family time. Like, loves family time. We love You are time. big family time. Yeah. Tori loves throwing a good party. Yeah. Yes. Tori loves these things. Mm-hmm. I'm Sam. Mm-hmm. I like powerlifting. I love my dogs. You love traveling. I like, love traveling. I like plants. I love photography. You're a social butterfly too. You love going to visit your friends and going to things. and I like to pop, lock it, drop it. Yeah. (laughs) Then when it's like, oh, shit, rent's due. I got bills to pay. I got to go to work. I'm grateful that I get to show up to work and be like, I love my job. Yes. I like my coworkers. Mm -hmm. I like my manager. 
I like what I do for a living. I'm proud of what I do. If someone asks you, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I'm a helicopter emergency nurse. I, that makes me proud. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself. I, or even when I was teaching, I'm a college professor for nursing. Oh, how do you like it? I love my students. I genuinely care that they're learning and that they're excited. And maybe they came into pediatrics thinking they have no interest in it. And they left me like, wow, maybe I want to be a peds nurse. That makes my heart so Same. happy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I hit that Powerball, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm putting in my two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out yeah. of all the jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm opening up a dog farm. <laughs> I'm starting a nonprofit. <laughs> I, I can't just not work because I'm a busybody, but I'm going to do work for good. Yeah. I might start things that impact like the patient care populations that I love and be able to actually positively impact them in a different way than being a nurse. But at the end of the day, it's our job, mm-hmm. not our identity. And so often we lose ourselves and we lose our identity and who we are to our job. I mean, think about how many times you've gotten off work, you get together with a coworker. What do you, you sit down for dinner or you go to get brunch after. What do you talk about the entire time? Work, how the shift went. We don't. The drama. I can't do that anymore. And it's like, well, the drama's kind of fun. (laughs) Maybe a little tidbit gossip, but you, you just spend a 12 hour shift and now you're on your day off and you're meeting up with your nurse friends and all you guys are doing is talking about work and it consumes you and it's like at what point are you like yeah this i'm i'm off the clock the job's done i'm going to pursue well a good event i will say this too a good event sash oh absolutely i'm not discounting that and i will say this too and sam sam and i both know a lot of people like this not just nurses rts anybody there are a lot of people out there who still love their job they love what they do and i don't want to discount that because you know obviously all of the loud noises right now we're hearing in social media are very negative i still love my job i love where i work i I love say they're negative with the good intentions though. absolutely but i will say this the negativity what we're all feeling i want to harness that and explain that particular negativity is not because we're nurses it's the above issues that we are dealing with right now it has to do with bigger 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 issues which i don't think we really realize until now and now it's getting to a point where we're like okay our eyes are wide open we're pissed we're going to talk about it we're going to start rallying and getting involved that is the big piece that i think for anyone coming in i just want you to come in and feel like you're empowered because at this point we want you to get involved We want you to start making more waves and start not accepting being paid shit, the horrible patient ratios, the things that are going on. Look, if not getting your break, right, that's not acceptable. And look, if you start somewhere and you realize that that's happening, then you have the full power to leave that employer. Honestly, they when I started nursing school, there was a surplus. There weren't jobs. Yeah. It was very hard to get a job when I graduated nursing Both school. When I went into nursing school, like five years before I went into nursing school, there was a shortage. You, uh, new grads were getting $5,000 sign-on bonuses. And I'm like, oh, I should totally be a nurse. This is like great. <laughs> By the time I graduated, no shortage. Nurses are ending up, at least in California, unemployed or the only jobs they can get initially are with home health and can't get into a hospital unless you have experience. And right now... The ball is in your court, guys. So if you're like new to nursing, and even if you're experienced, or healthcare, whoever, wherever, yeah, yeah, not even nursing, healthcare, RTs, everyone, like yeah. they, they need you. We yep. have no EMTs. Yep. There's literally no EMTs because people are like, why do I want to go work for some ambulance company that's going to treat me like shit when I could go and make 
starting pay, I saw it was like $18, $20 at McDonald's. It's crazy. I was like, why, why would you yeah. do this like extremely hard job? Yeah. For minimum wage. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's just kind of coming in eyes wide open and understanding, you know, for me personally, and I'm, I want to reiterate this. I love where I work. I love both of my jobs. And I think the partly the reason is the mindset. It's yeah. because for me, I'm like, you know, I have the power to pick up more shifts if I want. I have the power. I'm making more money because I am per diem. I do have the luxury, obviously, of with Jacob and our our insurance situation. But even if we weren't, I would still probably be per diem and pay for my insurance separately just mm-hmm. because I make that much more money. I love it. Now, does that mean it's coming with some negative? We've obviously been understaffed. Things have been happening. Like it has not been roses. I will be very honest with that. But at the same time, I love the people that I work with. And you know, you just take the good with the bad in your work situations. Like not every place is gonna be perfect. And we know that. But the issues that you're hearing about and the things that we're talking about are much bigger and things that we want to bring light to and we want to bring change to. So that being said, we also feel very strongly. It's another good tip for you guys. And <laughs> Sam Sam is going to go into this a little bit. Listen, use all your paid vacation days. Absolutely. Don't be that martyr that's like, I don't take a vacation. And then your vacation eventually, their goal is like, honestly, if they can get you to a place where you reach the ceiling or you You're capped. tap out, yeah. then you stop accruing. Yeah, And that's like, awesome for them yeah i i've never banked i'm not proud of this actually because it's honestly like you and i are the same i've never had more than 100 hours of pto (laughs) ever and i've worked at that hospital for 10 years yeah and i'm actually currently negative 11 hours we were able to go into the negative during covid up to negative 80 and Mm -hmm. i was like well don't mind if i do right it sucked this year because i've honestly had to pay it back thankfully i have a second job so it didn't financially impact me like that but i'm i'm finally down to negative 11 hours <laughs> we're working our way back I'm almost back to zero baby. we're here for this is very on brand but do it and work then, it, yeah stop and the then, guilt yes don't feel guilty about yep. taking vacation absolutely or calling in sick it's guess not what? your job to staff the unit also you will come back more effective more refreshed you will come back and also that job by the way will always be there. Work will always continue. It will always exist. You will always find excuses. Take your time. Take your time away. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you work somewhere that has perks with like other extra like floating holidays or education days or random things. Take them all. Oh, yeah. Honestly, literally take every last penny from the system you work. Opportunity. If they offer you tuition reimbursement, go back online. Take it. Take it. Do it, even if it's just for certifications or figure out what their education reimbursement policy covers. Maybe you really don't want to go back to grad school or to get your BSN or whatever. Yeah, I get fine. it. It's a lot of work. And time. But and all of if they're still giving you free money, be like, oh, can I use this to take a course, like a prep course to do my certification class? Like, what will it pay for? Don't leave any money on the table because they kind of factor that into your total salary compensation package. Mm-hmm. They look at everything from the benefits and insurance they pay and all of that as like, oh, well, your total compensation is this, even though your pay, your meager, meagerly yeah. little pay is this. Right. So honestly, take it all. Like that's why, the, honestly, the only reason I went back to grad school, I, did, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my MSN, but I was like, they're offering 10 grand. I, if you're going to give me free 10 grand, I'm going to take it. Absolutely. So I did. It's great. I mean, and that's, you know, along the lines of you constantly, we're just thinking about this, following our opportunity versus passion. The other thing that we want you to do, and this is another little tip just to, you know, be mindful of this, is to really assess if something's not working for you or in terms of your healthcare 
work profession, is it your work that's really getting to you or is it other things that are in factor as well? For me, there was a time where I was really not happy and it had to do with other things exteriorly with me. And by the way, in those situations, that one breakup. I remember. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. I had a toxic as fuck relationship. We should go into that one day. One day we'll tell you the story. We'll talk about that. Um, But what I'm saying is if you're assessing the situation, it may not always be purely work, right? Well, honestly, look at it and figure out which is impacting which. Yes. Sometimes your shit going on at home and in your personal life impacts you at work. You come into work, not a happy person. Yep. You come to work distracted, angry, upset, emotional, depressed, all these things. And you I know everyone's like, leave it at the door. You can't always leave it at no, the door. Hard, I, I went through a breakup of an engagement. I didn't just leave it at the door. I was fucking crying in the unit. Mm-hmm. Tori saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just leave things always necessarily at the door. On the other hand, is work, your work environment causing you to bring that home? Yeah. So are you coming home to work? complaining about it, mm-hmm. miserable, grumpy, tired, We've and you're letting there. that impact you. I've been there too. We've both been there. We've all been I mean, there. why do you think my engagement failed? Oh, I yeah. came home grumpy, <laughs> bitchy. I don't yep. want you to touch me. I'm yeah. like all these things. So right. I let my negative work environment impact my romantic relationship. Absolutely. This is like the self-awareness And then moment. once that romantic relationship ended, I let that romantic relationship impact my work performance. Right. I've grown up a lot. This was... <laughs> over four we years are ago full circle here. but honestly it's a very good and like eye-opening to even have that self-awareness and call myself out like that and to be able to acknowledge that what was going on at work negatively impacted my relationship and then when my relationship ended that like i called in sick i got written up for sick calls yeah i remember that. i remember those times <laughs> because i just didn't like I, but i was yeah going there through was a breakup and it was, it was a lot. like not yeah. just any old breakup it was seven years yeah and so that, and I brought that back to work. So it is a two-way street. Absolutely. And sometimes you actually need to sit down and go, okay, which side of the street am I on? Well, and you adjust and you pivot. Yeah. And I think that that's just a big piece of it is us, you know, as we're in this industry, we're choosing it. And I still love being a nurse. I will say that very, I love it. Do I love what's going on exteriorly? No. Am I trying to make changes? Yes. Do I think it's actually going to get better? I honestly do. I do too. I really am kind of excited because I think this is the first time we've ever banded together like this. Absolutely. And thank you, social media. Yeah. I want to say that very genuinely. I know there's a lot of negativity going on, on, but guess what, you guys? These things are, these are the things that need to come to light. These are things that we need to talk about. And also as a tip that I want to add to this is get involved. And the best way right now in terms of you being able to actively do something is to First of all, follow and make sure you guys are following them. Impact in healthcare. I know a lot of you guys are already doing that. You can get involved. Yeah. And you can actually start making a difference like in a very big way. So I think that these are, you know, are we in a crazy time? Absolutely. Is it just really shitty? The shit that's going on? Yes. But guess what? I also want to say this. You are going to have a job. You are going to have job security because there's there is we need nurses. We need good healthcare providers. We need RTs. We need MDs. We need all of you here. We need good, fresh energy. We need people who want to come in and to make those changes. This is the I think one of the best times to come in, to be yeah, honest. Honestly. It's crazy. Yes. But guess what? All these things are coming to light. And especially travel nursing. If you want to start travel nursing, like uh-huh. go for it. I, I'm kind of jelly. I, mean. I know. So bottom line, is healthcare worth it? I think it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we are very pro getting in right now and, you know, taking the time. But 
there are times to pivot and there are times to pivot, take opportunities. Pivot, pivoting. <laughs> so let's do a hard uh, right pivot, Miss Samantha. You have a new job. New job, who dis? Who dis? Who dis? Okay, queen. Actually, I literally do a new phone, who dis? Because I have a work phone <sighs> because I'm a corporate bitch now. <laughs> yes, you are. It is wild, you guys. Okay, can we do a quick recap? Like, let's recap okay, this. Where all. do you want to start? Let's go back to when you started feeling this because this has okay, been a, a while. True. Okay. So, COVID changes everything, right? Right. For me, I love my emergency flight job. I'm still employed doing that. I have I'm no plans of leaving it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I've reduced my hours drastically. Yeah. But I love that job. So, I just want to make sure everyone knows yeah. that that is like still happening. Love we that love job. This for you. 10 out of 10 recommend. Go watch my flight nursing episode if you want to know how to get into it. I think it's like the grass is greener. That's like the holy grail of nursing. But I'm biased. <laughs> Everyone's going to say that. Other than like pack you. Like, anyway, nope. continue. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Not that. Teaching. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're ever one of my students listening to this, and I literally probably ignored you because if you ever asked me in class, I would lie to your face and be like, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I had to protect myself. Yeah, you did. If you're one of my students and you ever tried to DM me and I ignored you, it's not because I wanted to. Trust me, I, I love you guys. I would wish I could interact with you, but I have policies I have to follow and I can't interact with students outside of the classroom. I think people setting. understood that. Some yeah, didn't. Some yeah. would be like, talk to me. So I've ignored your DMs. So I genuinely love you. So now you can DM me. Sup? But <laughs> hey. um, I genuinely love teaching. However, when I started teaching, it was on campus. So that's all I ever knew. That was normal. Right. COVID, we are online. We are virtual. We are remote. I got really used to that. There's And then, obviously, the plan is 2022 to be back on campus. I get it. However, me as a human, I'm not the same person I was in February of 2020 mm-hmm. when I never knew that this whole, our, all, all our worlds were about to be rocked. Right. The idea of being back on campus felt, I have no work-life balance. It's draining. Anymore. Draining. Mm-hmm. I am teaching, when I say it's a full-time job, it's like a full-time job and a half. Yeah. It is so much work. And I was feeling the burn. You did both clinical yes. and also theory. Theory, And you've been doing theory primarily for the last two, two years. years. So I think that's a big also thing yeah. to talk about because I think like that is theory. Teaching theory is a, is a lot. The brain power it takes to lecture for seven hours on cardiac congenital heart defects is exhausting. Yeah. And I love it. And I really did give my all. I wanted them to understand. I wanted them to learn. But I had to say like, you're starting to get a little like I, the warning signs. I knew it from NICU, from my NICU burnout. I'm like, you're getting a little bitchy. Yeah, yeah. You're feeling it. You were starting to, it's starting to wear out. You've seen me. I, I would snap yeah. at Tori sometimes. And mm-hmm. she's like, all right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't need this today. <laughs> like, I was starting yeah. to get just a little snatchy. And I yeah. was like, uh, I was like really tired. I was struggling with my anemia issues and, and nothing. I was always tired. I was just like, I, this isn't good. She, I think you I were want s- my students to have someone that's like really excited to be. And it's not that I stopped loving teaching you guys. Oh. I did, but it's, I, I never felt like I had a second to myself. It was a seven day a week job. It had me working on weekends. It was seven days a week and right. I was yeah. tired. I didn't have anything left to give. Um, that being said, I wasn't actually out looking for a new job. Right. I wasn't like hitting monster. I don't even know what these yeah, search engines are. I wasn't even out there looking for a new job. Right. You know, I, if you've ever listened to my flight nursing job, I got that job through networking, through literally just putting myself out there. 
my, I have a friend. So basically, what am I doing? I am now working for a medical device company. A Woo! Very, yes, queen. Corporate queen. We love so it. I'm a, working for a very large medical device company. Okay, so let's back up to the, you saw the job position. Where did you see the job position? How did this pop up? I didn't. Okay. So I have a friend that works in the industry. She's a respiratory therapist. She works with nitric oxide, like INO. Mm-hmm. That's a NICU thing. Do these in the adult world? I have no idea. I know we do. It's a very NICU thing. It's a very NICU thing. So she works for a nitric company and she kept telling me, I think you should get into this industry. And I'm like, girl, right. I got a lot on my plate. That was, you know, the family stuff with. Uh, there was a lot going like, on. Yes. And I just started the podcast. I'm like, I teach full time. I work part time as an emergency flight nurse. I, I have the podcast. Power list. I power and then list. I, I decided in yeah. 2021 to join a podcast. <laughs> And yeah. then a month into the podcast, it was like, oh, you're going to edit it now too. Yeah. I'm like, I do not have time. Like, sure, that industry sounds great. I don't know anything about it. I'm content. I like all my jobs. I'm good. And she's like, no, your personality needs this, needs industry. this industry. And this right. industry needs your personality. And I was like, whatever. And I kind of ignored her. Then she was at some job or not job fair, skills fair, you know, like annual skills lab type mm-hmm. day. And she's like, there's like a bunch of nurses here. I'm going to go talk to them. And I was like, whatever, dude. I don't care. I, like, I don't, you're nuts. Yeah. Like, but I love her. Thank, I, I owe her dinner. I owe her dinner and drinks. Yeah. So she went and came back and she texted me. She's like, a picture of a card and said, I just talked to this nurse. She told me all about her job. She loves her job. Here's her card. Call her. And I'm like, I think I just got done with like a seven hour day of lecturing. And my eyes were like bleeding and I was tired. <laughs> Yeah. And grumpy. And I was like, what do I have to lose? Right. Let me just hear what this even is. And then I get on the phone with her. She tells me the company she works for, what the actual medical device is. And I'm like, holy shit, that's in my, that's something I'm very comfortable in my world. Like I'm very it's knowledgeable. Your realm. It's my realm. Right. So it's not even like I'm making the device to go like pedal, you know, pure wick. Right. <laughs> Someone like DM me. They're like, I'm not our Someone can DM me and they're like, I'm convinced you're a pure wick rep and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I've never even worked with adults. I've never love, even seen a pure wick. I've yeah. seen the memes, yeah. but I've never physically seen a pure yeah, wick because right. they don't use that in peds. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, I just let me live. Yeah. He's like, it makes me, it brings me joy to think that you're a Yourself. pure wick rep. And I was like, fine, I'm, I'm a pure wick rep. We love that for you. So I call her and we have a really good talk. And she's, I email her my resume just to have. There's no position. Again, I'm really good at applying for jobs where there's no position. And for this them. is the point. Yes. Which I love. Because transfer, there was no position. Yeah. I'm, so that's what I do. So I email her my resume. She forwards it on to some people that are West Coast because she's a Midwest gal. Someone from West Coast. By the way, I updated my LinkedIn before I even did this. I never had one. Cause I like to lay low. Yeah. I was, just, you weren't, well, I had the actively, podcast. I wanted to lay low. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like people all my shit. Plus yeah. on the dating apps. I don't want people Googling me. I don't mm. know. I'm paranoid. Yeah. But I recommend LinkedIn. And so I was smart enough where I was like, okay, if I'm going to send a resume out in the world, I should have it match my LinkedIn and my LinkedIn should be crispy, yes. clear, clean, beautiful. So I updated LinkedIn. Funny enough, I email her my resume the next day. Someone from that company messages me on LinkedIn and I'm like, mm. wow, that was that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it just introduced himself, said, I'm from the company, uh, would love to just like connect and network with you. I'm like, of course. So we call, we have a really good talk. He basically almost does an informal interview. Like we talk for an hour. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, hey, 
are you interested in a position up in NorCal? I, I hemmed and hawed. I honestly considered it. But after- we were actually actively talking about how we would do the podcast. Yeah, we were was- actually because she brought it to me and she was like, hey, I think I might have an opportunity. Um, You know, like how, you know, we started talking about it yeah. very much. And then at the end of the day, I decided it wasn't the right move based on even me just wanting to relocate my life. Whatever. I'm a big believer of everything happens yeah. in its own time. Clearly. That was back in May. Sit on it all summer. Sit on it all fall. Then comes October. And I know we're going back to campus next semester. And I'm like, I can't. I can't she literally, can't you guys, she came in and she just had a moment where she was like, I literally cannot do this. I need to start. You were, that was the moment yeah. I think when you were like, I'm actively And I was looking. like, well, maybe I should now actually start looking on other medical device or pharmaceutical companies' websites and just see out of the positions, where does my expertise fit in with other companies? Because the thought of me having to be on campus yeah. five days a week makes me kind of want to cry. Yeah, I can't. So then I was just like, all right, we talked about it. And then the next day, I get a text message that says, yo, are you interested in blank and blank territory? And I'm not going to put too many public details out here, but I was like, absolutely a thousand percent interested in that territory. Yes, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't say that. That's a very aggressive. I just said, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And he called me and we talked and he's like, all right, let's start this process. So then I went through 10 rounds of interviews. It was an eight, nine week process. Okay. That was something I was going to ask you <laughs> because I think this is really interesting because, you know, obviously we're following opportunity here, but this is such a different wheelhouse. So what roadblocks did you experience in this application process? Well, they were one, I didn't even apply to a job because it wasn't even on their website. It was just that like it became a vacant territory or region. And so it it was like, I never went through a formal, like there was no first HR recruiter and then this and that. It was always kind of weird from the start. And then everything was Zoom. So doing Zoom interviews is just, I've never done a Zoom interview. So that was weird. And then it was the, okay, you talk to this person, now talk to this person. And then I'd finish that person and think like, okay, that's gotta be the last one. I've had three interviews. Okay, now I need you to talk to this person. And we were eight people deep and I'm spending about like 45 minutes to an hour with each person. I'm like, this is like a full Crazy. day's work at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And then it was going well because I'm progressing. So that's great. But then it was like even, okay, we want you to do like a field ride. Like we're going to fly you out of the state to have you meet some of the people that you've already interviewed with face to face and really get a feel for things. And I actually appreciated it because I got to actually see like, okay, this is, I get to spend a day watching you do your job to decide if I even want to do it because I'm making a huge 180 career change. Yeah, this What is the huge. fuck am I actually doing? Right. Totally different industry. Yeah. Do I even want to do this? Like, so whatever, that was a great opportunity, but I had a little like meltdown before that even. Yeah, you were the- I almost threw in the towel and She just literally said, was mind. like, I don't know if I want to do this. And okay, this is actually really good timing. So we're going to talk about this really quick. So I had tie-in, I had met- a good girlfriend of mine who now has become a good gr- girlfriend of ours, um, probably about f- six months prior. And I told Sam, I was like, you got to meet this girl. You got to meet this girl. Like, we got to talk. Long story short, we're going to, we're, I think we're going to do an episode with her. We have and her on the books. We have her on the books. We had to cancel when I got COVID. And so anyway, long story short, I gave the, her phone number to Sam or vice versa. I don't even remember. Yeah, you gave me her phone number and I texted her and I said, sorry to bug you. I've been interviewing with this company and I've had this many interviews. And she like called me and basically she talked me off the ledge. Yes. She's like, this is normal. <laughs> this is the industry. Yeah. This is how it works. Yeah. 
She's like, honestly, they can look at your resume. Your resume checks all the boxes. Not to sit here and toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn. My resume is fantastic. I have have worked my ass off in the last 10 years as a nurse to stack that motherfucker Mm -hmm. with certifications, with experiences, with super users, with committees, with extra. Like, if there's an opportunity, I took it. I stacked that bitch. So I felt strongly like I meet the checkbox and the qualifications. But she's like, they wouldn't even have interviewed you if your resume wasn't outstanding. Right. It's not easy to even get in this industry. So she's like, they don't like your your experience speaks for yourself. They are making sure that you have what it takes to even hack it in this world. Right. Which is a great thing to talk about because it's so different. So different. Than what we've been doing for nine, ten years. Like you could have all this great experience, but can you talk to people and different types of people on the fly? If we ask you to do something, how quickly are you going to get it done? Like what? It's been super interesting. How bad do you want this? To watch you exteriorly because typically if you've gone through the interview process in healthcare, it's pretty streamlined. Like sometimes they offer you the job on the spot. Like you interview and they're like, okay, well, when can you start? Right. It's (laughs) like you do the interview or HR calls you. They say I have an interview. You you book it. You talk to the managers or whomever. Maybe you go through one or two interviews, whatever. And then they usually, this situation that Sam has gone through is ridiculous like it's it's insane to me the hoops that you've had husband was like i interviewed with google and didn't have this many interviews right so it's interesting and i think it's a point to talk about right is like it's such a different thing how has this new how has it been going so far like we're you know okay i love it yeah i genuinely love it so yeah i it all took a long time but i finally got the offer over christmas break like or the week before new year's yay but it wasn't official, actually. So the, actually, no, I got the official written welcome, like the actual, I got a verbal offer. Back in December. No, I feel well, like, didn't after you? Christmas. Okay, yeah. So I got a verbal offer, but HR's on Christmas break. Right. So I did not get a formal written offer until I was on my trip to Columbia. Yeah. Like I'm in Columbia and I get a text message, like check your email and it was there. And <sighs> like, We're here. We made yes. it. That was an experience. Yeah. And it took a little bit. It of was like, funny because I know you were so you were throwing yourself into it and you were very, very positive. But then you were like cautiously optimistic about it. I think you were just still well, like, I'm like, I can't get my hopes up just right. because I made it through nine rounds of interviews. What if the 10th person is like absolute veto? No. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just put my yeah. heart and soul into interviewing for this last two months just to get shut down at the last like yeah. little last inning. And then on top of that, it was until I have the verbal or the written offer. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. You don't want to even. Anything. It's like you don't want to throw the bad juju out there. You don't yeah. or you don't want to, you know, overly. And the like confident. internal meltdowns where like Ali had to talk me off the ledge where I'm like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Like I even almost got to the point. I'm like, this isn't the FBI. <laughs> like you either like me or you don't. You're getting the same thing from me. But at the same time, I genuinely appreciate it because they are saying we're not just taking anyone. We are crafting a team. And we're making sure that that team is cohesive, works well together, because it's a very small team. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very small team. And it's like, hey, we all have this common goal. We all have to work together really closely. We all represent each other. If you look bad, you make us all look bad. Or if you don't carry your, like, they really are so big on the team aspect. So to bring someone onto that team, 
Yeah, they want to make sure it's yeah. a good fit. It's like LeBron is not just like letting anyone join his Lakers. I don't know. That's a bad example because <laughs> the Lakers suck again this year. But you know what I mean? Yes. Like absolutely. they're building a team. Like when LeBron did go to, I don't know why I'm talking basketball. Does anyone even watch basketball? When <laughs> Terry's like, I don't get your analogy. <laughs> so when he went to Miami and South Beach and he had his whole little, like all three of them went as a trio. It was like, yeah, because we're building this like yeah. team. We're right. stacking. Right. So I actually appreciate that they put me through it because then I almost felt like well i earned this job they didn't make it easy on me right i earned it so i know and then i know they actually want me here it's not like a pulse check what is um one or two tips you could give someone who wants to start pursuing something like this you need experience in whatever so if there's a ton of these jobs in the or and we'll get into this when we actually get Allie. so we actually we are going to do a full we're going to do a yes. full-blown episode where we go into into depth about this so actually it's good if this but, is making you think of questions yes dm them to us drop them in the con- like we want to know because yeah. then we can fully address we have this a more. full episode coming but in general this is not sorry for new grads this isn't for you I have 10 years well, of experience. maybe you may love this idea down the line. No, it's not for you right now. To, yeah. Get the experience and then absolutely, I said go for this. This is the life. Mm-hmm. But um, no. <laughs> so get experience, figure out what area of expertise that you could actually be an asset to. And then honestly, we say this all the time. I don't care if you're going for a staff nurse job, a charge nurse job a management position. If you're going something like I did, that's completely outside of patient care. It's all about networking. Absolutely. Get your LinkedIn together. Yes. Talk to everyone. Yes. It's not even about like, for me, I didn't make the connection. My friend connected me to someone who then connected me to someone who got me yep. the connect. Yep. Talk to everyone, make yep. the connection, have your resume be beautiful. My resume is Phenomenal. Well, it's, Thank it's you, pretty, Resume Rx. Yes, it's gorgeous. <laughs> so have your resume on point. Talk to people, network, put it out there because that is how you get jobs is building connections. I agree 1000%. You know, and Sam and I, we've talked about this over and over and over. It's not who you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And, you know, a big piece of this, I just think is... You know, I love the idea and I've said this over and over of getting nosy and just asking the questions. And it's funny because I learned that from you. Yeah. I mean, I even with our friend with Allie, I'm I have learned so much from her. And it's so funny because I started putting connections together and realizing I'm like, oh, this is definitely your person. And I think that's just the thing is like always looking out, having your finger on the pulse of what's going on. I think it's good to have that and to keep your LinkedIn updated and so i will say this one other thing i want to make this very clear i am still a nurse for people to be i've had a lot of people be like oh are you not going to be a nurse anymore louder for and people I'm, in and the I'm back not even talking, like, like let's say i quit my helicopter job and was just doing this job and people would be like oh my gosh she's left nursing she's not a nurse anymore i am 100 percent a nurse and rn license is required for this position a bachelor's degree but this is like you know extending on this idea right this is where this whole sum up of is it worth it to work in healthcare? yes and guess what because you can chase opportunities because healthcare is bigger than just the hospitals absolutely and so i am still a nurse my position involves a lot of education and it requires an RN license. And the experiences that you've had have built on to applying to this and job. And I had to which be, have nursing experience to get this job. Yeah. And now I'm getting to take my 10 years of critical care experience and do it in a completely different way that is giving me a better work-life balance. Yeah. 
I get business cards. So that looks pretty cool. I mean, the other thing, too, I just think it's really fun, too, because you get to bring us along for your ride. Like, I love this. I think it's such a new um, this is these are the kinds of things that are so cutting edge. And, you know, all these opportunities are opening up for us in the healthcare industry. And I just think it's, you know, I love this for you. I'm so excited. Well, I will to say my favorite part of this job is the autonomy. Yeah, I crave autonomy. You, Yes, absolutely. I do not like people telling me what to do. I don't like people in my business. I don't like. This is a very um, independently run or like you have to be self-motivated to do this job for sure. You have to be self-motivated and no one's going to tell you what to do or when to do it. It's on you, Mm -hmm. but that's how I thrive. So this isn't for everyone, but for me, this is an environment where I feel my most natural self able to grow. And look, I love being a nurse, but I will tell you, it's up for you to decide when you want to pursue new things. Mm -hmm. I've saved a lot of lives in 10 years. I've done a lot of CPR. I put a lot of patients in body bags. I've ran a lot of drips. I've helped intubate a lot of patients or like assistant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I have done procedurally a lot of things. I've critically thinked. I've interacted with doctors. I've, I feel good about what I've done in my career. And I'm excited that I can take all of this knowledge and do something yeah. completely different with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I will just say, like, your nursing license doesn't, like, we teach people to go to nursing school to become a bedside nurse. Nursing school teaches you to become a bedside nurse, which is primarily what the majority of the workforce does. Well, I think it's changing. But it is. And I I just want to, and no one will say this, and no one, none of your nursing professors, and this is why I just, like, unpopular opinion, I'm surprised I didn't get in trouble more as a nursing professor, but we'll do a whole other thing of maybe why I left education, too, because I have a lot of... There's there's deeper, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't like the way that higher education. I don't like how the way nursing school is done. Yeah, I don't no, think it needs a huge we've overall, talked about this, and yeah. I don't like it. Right. And that's someone who did it for five years and taught it. And so I think that bottom line, don't think that your license is only to let you be a staff nurse or even go into management or work in a hospital. Your license can have you work in hundreds of different industries. And you're still a nurse. Absolutely. Also, I want to say this as an extension really quick. You don't have to put qualifiers before something to say that you're still a nurse. Like, I think that you don't, it just bothers me when we feel like we have to justify so many things. And it's just, it's, I'm so excited for you. And I agree. There's so many ways to go about your, whatever your role is in healthcare, right? It's like, you're still working in that capacity and it's all needed you know, and as you said, as we've talked about, things are expanding, which is also why we love talking about it here on the show. We love platforming, whatever it is, entrepreneurship, new positions, all these things that are going on, you know, deep diving into how people do things like yeah. that's the whole purpose of this show. I'm excited to see so much yes. more like back end stuff that I don't even know what's going on. And on top of that, work life balance. Amazing. I'm not going to lie. The pay is phenomenal. Yeah. The perks, company car, gas card. Like yeah. all the freaking insane corporate where card. I have to spend literally hundreds iPhone, of dollars on my parking every month. For- iPhone, <laughs> iPhone, iPad, computer. It's it's, it's it's a. I'm very excited and I'm very happy. Yeah, and we're gonna go into I think a lot yes. more yes. about this with Ali. So, but we're so excited for you. You Hit are us just up with your questions because we absolutely. will have a good episode on this. Yes, but yes, I'm excited. It gives me honestly better work life balance to be able to do this, this. as well. Mm-hmm. So this yay. it has the timing was perfect. Everything aligned. It was just I know it was it was amazing, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited for you. 
And for selfie fam, because we're going to have much more free time, Samantha. Yes. We love this for And us. honestly, you guys, I feel like I'm just going to like, my skin's going to get better, mm. better thirst traps. You know, you just got to do yeah, a big picture. Yeah, big picture, obviously. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, with those Crocs on. We know we know how you go. Mm-hmm. We know how you go. Um, okay, quick announcement before we head into um, closing this out. So we, next week, quick, really exciting thing is we are doing, we're hosts, we're having on an amazing guest who we are actually doing a little collab with. And so next week, we're going to be having a really fun one with you guys. This is something that has been in the work for months and months and months. Like we have been going back and forth on this particular thing. And we're just so excited about this. This is going to be a really fun one for you guys. We're we're pumped for next week's episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And um, really quick also. If you guys are interested, we're leaving it in the show notes. If you guys want to either one, get involved with impact in healthcare, or you want to sign the petition for safe patient ratios, you want to start like learning a little bit more about that. We have it linked there in the bio for you guys. So, or go to impactinhealthcare.org. So that's for them. And um, of course, you guys make sure you're following us on our Instagram. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of the goodies there linked in our bio. Let's drop an emoji on the last uh on the last post which emoji should we drop let's see let's drop a hammer oh we're laying the hammer down you guys <laughs> we are laying the hammer down in 2022 here we go let's drop go. a hammer let's Healthcare do it unites. let's go and make sure you guys rate and review yes download subscribe and if you leave us an itunes review drop your instagram handle we're sending out all our cute new goodies love that for you mm-hmm. and make sure you click that five stars on your spotify rating oh, as yes well. for those of you that have we love you we love you thank you so much and make sure you're following us on our insta that's at nurse tori and at hey samantha with two a's and stay tuned our our new bonus episode is so good you guys get ready we love you guys Bye. bye